You know, this holiday season is in full swing. Love it. And there's no better place to celebrate than with a visit to Molly's Spirits. Molly's is the place to find gifts for everybody on your list. And most importantly, gifts that people will actually like. In fact, they'll love them. If you're looking to give your family, friends, or coworkers something they'll really enjoy, do yourself a favor. Just head over to Molly Spirits or go to mollyspirits.com. Go to the Boozy Blog tab and check out their holiday gift guide of beer, wine, and spirits. Molly's has compiled a diverse list of all three at various price points for you to choose from. For example, how about a 12-pack of Breckenridge Brewery Christmas Ale or a six-pack of Avery Brewing Paws and Claws IPA? If spirits is on your list, how about Coppercraft Straight Bourbon or Ransom Gin to keep your friends warm at night? If you're looking for a fantastic bottle of wine to give believe me i've been there a lot molly's is the absolute best place and if you're in a pinch don't be a grinch molly's also has a huge chilled wine selection for any last minute needs on your way to your holiday dinner parties and we always like to point out one of the things that makes molly's different from the other liquor stores is they always have somebody there to attend to you to help you with your selection and answer all of your questions molly spirits a land of adult beverage discovery this is the Dave Logan Podcast. And welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman, podcast number 107. Woo! We thank you for listening and downloading this. Mm-hmm. What's up? Nothing. Um, can I read something to you? Like, just talk amongst yourselves for a second. How was your Christmas? Sure. Uh, it was good. Yeah? Yeah. Had the family over. And uh, I. It, this is my, and I said this before. Thanksgiving and Christmas are my favorite times of the year. Because you get to eat? Uh, I'm sure that's in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, you spend time with the family, and it it does, at least for me, give me a little bit of perspective about uh, appreciating things and slowing down and taking time to say, wow, that was pretty cool sort of thing. Yeah, we're all pretty blessed, right? absolutely. Okay, so I saw this on the internet, and I shared it with whoever I could share with, and I want to see if you agree with this. Okay. I don't know who said this. This guy, Eugene. These six days between Christmas and New Year's is the only time of year you should strive to do absolutely fucking nothing. Make zero progress. Take all the time off. Go on vacation from your vacation. Be the least impressive version of yourself. Transform into a couch. That's spoken. Yeah, to I pretty much I would pretty much agree with that. I think right? this is a great <laughs> week, right? Yes. The week after Christmas and before the New Year's. Mm-hmm. To sort of gather yourself, to slow down, hopefully not to have to go to work every yes. single day, to sort of get, um, you know, get things aligned for this upcoming year mm-hmm. and decide, you know, what changes, if any, you want to make uh, for 2022. Yeah. Sort of taking, um, taking stock of oneself. Did you hear what I said? I said be the least impressive version of yourself. Be the couch. Well, I can be the couch while taking stock. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just slow down. Yes. Calm Take your a mind breath. a bit. Yes. And just enjoy a little bit of downtime. It's for a people great week. I mean some people have more downtime than others, right? But mm-hmm. honestly for and I know you're busy too, but for me, having a week where you don't have to do any radio, um, I have to do the Broncos games obviously, the one yesterday and the one coming up here Sunday, and then the mm-hmm. following one the following Sunday. But, um, you know, just having a chance to sort of Breathe. not have to be somewhere yes. at a certain time. Yes. It's good. I know. I kind of love this week. Um, okay, so as you mentioned, the Bronco game. This is episode 107 of Dave Logan Podcast, by the way. I said that. Oh, 
I wasn't listening to you. Broncos lose. I listened to the entire post game, by the way. They lose seventeen to thirteen to the Raiders. What'd you think of the post game? Okay. I think I texted this to you. I said you just earned your money on those interviews. Right. Because I thought it was a good post game because I know what I think, but I like to hear what you think and you and Rick think and then also what the fans think. And I just like to, you know, compare notes. Um, let's talk about those interviews for a second. Yeah. Vic, I can tell you like Vic and Vic likes you, but he's to the point where he's just done answering any question. Right. It was a very short interview with him. He was yeah. polite. Yeah. You know, he said, which I, but it was like, and you basically said that you're like, well, what else are we going to talk about here? Like they just, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, he's to the point of, of not really wanting to answer exactly. any questions. And frankly, I'm to the point of not really wanting to ask. And I, and I do like Vic. I have, I have a lot of respect for Vic um, as a football coach. I know that uh, I know people in town are ready to run probably all of them out of town and maybe that happens I, I i don't know but i um and but i say that i like vic and i also say uh in the nfl i mean you get paid to win games when you don't win a, enough games you have a pretty good chance of losing your job so right. it's it's to the point after a game I and mean, what what do you ask him after a game like that and i went back and looked at that game this morning i mean they just got handled up front. I'll start offensively. I mean, the Broncos couldn't run the ball a lick. 18 yards rushing. Yeah, I mean, they got handled up front. I thought Austin Schlotman had a tough time this first start at center, replacing Lloyd Cushenberry, but he wasn't by himself. I mean, they just, uh, the, the Raiders played with more oomph. They played with more power up front. In the first two series, and I, you, you don't realize this calling the game because I'm watching the ball. But you go back and look at that game on the All-22. Denzel Perryman, who is the leading tackler for the Raiders, he made the Pro Bowl this year. He came into the game, I just remember doing the stats, with 133 total tackles. That's a bunch with three games left, now two. They didn't get a hat on him one single time in the first two series. Right? I mean, the Raiders were smart. They came into the game, I think, saying we have to take the running game away. They're starting a quarterback that hasn't started all year. You know they want to run it anyway, and they especially want to run it today. So the Raiders' second level, the linebackers, inserted very quickly. So the Broncos would try to get any sort of push on a double team. And by the time they looked and tried to come off of that double team on the combo, the Raider linebackers were already at the line of scrimmage. So... But but I just think going back, the Raiders physically won the battle. And and it's almost impossible to win a game when for four quarters you lose the battle physically on either side of the ball. And I would say this, the defense was good in the first half, and the defense only gave up 17 points. They lost the battle in the second half up front. I mean, they got Raiders' offensive line blocked the Broncos, period. First series in the second half, nine play touchdown drive, eight runs, one pass. So you're just getting your ass kicked. For those that can't see, only I could see that. You just made a face. Yeah. Very like. It's like, uh. I mean, what do we do? Yes. I mean, the Raiders played like yesterday that they had a lot to play for. They played like their hair was on fire. Right? The Broncos did not. 
They didn't. And um, I, I have said over the course of the year that for the most part, this team has come out, the Broncos, and <clears throat> excuse me, they have exhibited the kind of energy and passion and uh, juice that you have to have every single week in the NFL. There have been a couple of games that they didn't. I didn't think yesterday was one of those games where they came out and said, hey, if we win the last three, there's an overwhelming chance we're going to get in the playoffs. I, I didn't see it from them. Because I, I think they know that they're not. Well, I that could that be. they know that, you know what, it could no be. way, man. We're not going to. That could be. This is not happening. And I said last week or maybe the week before, I know I've said this before, I believe in a locker room, in an NFL locker room, the players know before the coaches know that this is just not going to work. Right? Coaches, just by their nature, always are taught – you know, you turn the page, you learn from your mistakes, and now, damn, we got to get ready for the next week. We've got to put our guys in the best position. Can we beat this team? Absolutely we can't, even though we got beat, you know, 100-6. to six. That doesn't matter. We've got a game coming up Sunday. We have to find ways to get ready. Players are like that to a point, but players also know before the guys that work upstairs when we, it's just not going to work. We're just, it's just not. And the Broncos played like that yesterday, in my estimation. You also, or Rick said something in the post game. What was it for? The Broncos had 40 plays, and it was back to the 60s that they've had that few plays? That is correct. Yeah, that, um, it was the fewest snaps, fewest offensive snaps the Broncos have had since September of 1966. I was not even a thought with my parents. They weren't even thinking about it. Well, maybe your parents were actually thinking about you at that point and then decided, no. let's wait for a while. Um, Dang, I walked into that. Yeah, I mean, you, you lob it up and expect me not to swing out of my shoes? What are we doing? Exactly. No, but I think, um, yeah, they couldn't get anything going on offense. They couldn't run it. They couldn't pass protect. I mean, I thought Drew Locke hung in there and um, you know for his first start of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's some throws that you go back and look at that, that Drew could have could have made throwing to other receivers. There's some drop but, um, there. Yeah, they, and, they, and again, they, they, had, they had drops. So it just was – it's one of those – it's one of those efforts on offense that it is so frustrating to watch that. I can tell you, too, as a player, it's really more frustrating to play in it, to when you're going three and out. I mean, your longest drive is like a 44-yard drive in five plays. It's frustrating. You're pissed. You know, you're tired. Uh, you're playing on the road. You're hearing them. And it's just that, then what happens when a game starts like that and sort of continues that, then the weight of the season starts to really bog down, guys. Um, it just was an awful game offensively for four quarters. And it wasn't any good on defense in the second half either. Well, what's so interesting is there are a couple of key stats here where you think, oh, that, that really did go the Broncos' way. First, the Drew Lock mistake-free, which that's been his problem, right? He doesn't have any turnovers. And the Broncos forced three turnovers. You think, okay, there's something to work with there, but they it didn't turn into anything. So, again, listening to the post game and listening to what was going through your mind – when you're asking Drew, you know, what do you what do you feel like? It's like, well, you know, we didn't win, so I feel pretty poorly. But personally, and then his voice kind of goes up a little bit, you know, like he's a little – he sounds like he's excited about his performance, or at least not down. He's auditioning for either the Broncos or somebody else, so he – I can't put that loss on him. 
No, I mean, I th- no, I, I thought I, I didn't think Drew was the reason they they lost yesterday. I thought Drew hung in there. Mm-hmm. Thought he did okay. Made some plays. Right there are some plays there. If you go back and look at the film, there are some plays that that he didn't make. He didn't throw the ball to guys that were open. But again, I think you have to help him. You have to help the receivers. You have to help. Uh, the offense in general, and I don't think I've seen, at least from my standpoint, enough of that this year. Uh, it is not, and I've said this before, it's not just after yesterday's game. It's not a very creative offense. you got two big wide receivers. Um, wouldn't you think you'd throw hitch or slant a couple of times every game? They don't throw it one time. The first two passes the Raiders throw are hitches, right? Get the ball out of the quarterback's hands. I don't know. It's so easy to second-guess football. But this offense this year has been so frustrating. At times you see glimpses of like what you think it could be, and there's other times it's like, what in the hell is going on here? But safe to say, you, you're you in a league, football in the NFL, you have to be able to score. And this team can't score. I don't know. It's become so apparent if it's not apparent to all Bronco fans, I mean, you know, they lose the previous week at home, giving up 15 points to the Bengals. Uh, and yesterday at home, the Bengals throw for 500 and something against the Ravens. I mean, the Bengals are a really good offensive team. Yep. The Broncos hold them to 15 points and lose. And you could say, even though the defense yesterday didn't play well in the second half, they still held the Raiders to 17 points and they lose. So it's, I mean, something has to be done. There's no question about that. Okay, so I mean, there's so much to talk about. Okay, let me let me talk about this before we get into Vic Fangio. What has to do with Vic Fangio? The whole thing with Brandon McManus and Vic Fangio on the sidelines. Just frustration of the season. Can we just talk no, about I that? think I think frustration. Um, I mean, kickers like to know that they're going to kick. Yes, it's right. And I think Vic was trying to wait. To determine, hey, is this something I want to go for here? Right. That's like, what he is it fourth one or fourth and two? So I understand it. And yeah. I did think McManus looked like he was rushed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he looked like he tried to overpower that kick. And he hooked it. So, I mean, I get that. I mean, if you're not winning, the NFL is a very frustrating existence. Did you ever yell at a head coach on the sidelines? Because I, I get it. Slash, meh. I and I like Brandon McManus, I, but I, it's more of like a society thing. Like everybody gets to yell at everybody now. Everybody, there was a time where you you didn't yell at your head coach. Yeah, right? um, I yelled at a head coach, and I won't say who the head coach no, was. No, you will actually. Um, I I yelled at a head coach in what turned out to be my last game. You yelled at Dan Reeves. I didn't say Dan Or Schman Schmeeves. We'll just rhyme it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I know what frustration feels like in the NFL with players. Stop. Yeah. What'd you say to Schman Schmeeves? Well, that's why you got cut, dude. This is all coming Could be. together. Could be. What'd you say? Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that to myself. You said schmoo schmoo? <laughs> I might have said schmoo schmoo. Why don't you go schmoo schmoo? Something <laughs> something like that. <laughs> And I deserve to be cut. So, um, yeah. Okay. 
such a good story. Uh, listening to Vic Fangio today meets the media. The question comes up. I think it was Jeff Legwald from ESPN about do you feel secure in your job or do you feel like you'll be back? I think it was Arnie Stapleton that asked him. Who I, who I like very much. I do too. Um, he, Vic said he has no – he doesn't think about it for his own personal reasons, whatever those are. Um, he has a good relationship with George Payton. He was complimenting George Payton like, this guy's going to be great, la, 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 la. Mm -hmm. Do you believe him? I actually believe him. I think Vic Fangio – Which part? That he doesn't really think about. Like, he's 60-something years old. Yeah, I he's do. I do believe. It. I do believe. He just I believe he's not, he's not spending any time wondering whether or not he's going to be back next year. I think Vic's the kind of guy that says, hey, if I am, that's fine. I'll do the best I can. If I'm not, mm -hmm. first of all, you owe me a year's salary, and I also will be coaching somewhere else. I think the NFL, most guys in the NFL understand how the business works. You don't have to like it, but right. you have an understanding that, I mean, the, you know, the old saying, coaches are hired to be fired, that started in the NFL. Yes. So Vic knows, just like everybody else knows. I mean, rest assured – <clears throat> that the assistant coaches now it's it's different I think with assistant coaches than than a head coach. Assistant coaches make good money, but they don't make that that stupid money that NFL head coaches make. So they also, if the head coach gets flipped, the chances are they're going to be out of work, and then they have to go try to catch on somewhere else in some other city, uh, some other NFL team or some college team or what have you. So that it's it's difficult, I think more difficult for assistant coaches than it would be for a head coach. You know, there's no doubt what season we're in, right? It's football season for sure, but it's also full-on coffee season. You know, when you get up in the morning, it's starting to get dark and cold outside. The only thing that's going to make you feel better is that good hot cup of coffee. We suggest making yourself a cup of Boyer's coffee to ring in the cold weather. Boyer's has been roasting in the mountains since 1965. Now, what does that mean to you? Well, it means you're always guaranteed a flavorful cup of coffee that you won't find anywhere else because the beans are roasted at altitude, ensuring that smooth taste is what you're going to get. And what a selection they have. Do yourself a favor and check out their website at boyerscoffee.com. Talk about choices. Man, they've got so many. It is literally the most expansive selection of coffee we've ever seen. From the top sellers like Rocky Mountain Thunder to their lighter breakfast blend to French vanilla, which I love, to hazelnut, to the popular chocolate mousse, coconut cream. There's a coffee for everybody, including an impressive selection of decaf coffees and organic coffees as well. And if you sign up at boyerscoffee.com, you'll get exclusive emails monthly with some great discounts, including free shipping. Remember, you can always find Boyers at your favorite supermarket, as well as Walmart and Sam's Club, or stop by their food truck and coffee cottage at 73rd and Washington, where one of their talented baristas can make you whatever you want. Boyers Coffee. Enjoy a cup today. Welcome back to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brown. All right, you left us with, we'll talk about some players that need to show value. Yes, and I'm just going to say I straight stole this from the Denver Post, and I'm not above being honest and okay. saying that. I thought it was a good idea. They did, I think it was in the Sunday paper, several Broncos with three games to go to show their value to George Payton. So now there's two games. But let me just go through a couple of these players on this list. And, and I, I have not seen the article, so. Oh, fabulous. Very okay. Good. All right, well, this is kind of um, – how about uh, Noah Fant? Because the Broncos in May needs to decide on their fifth-year option. They're going to pick that up. Yeah. Um, what? 
Yeah, I, th- I think I think they will pick. I think they will pick that up. Yes. Why did you hesitate? Because I I I would like to see more out of Noah, but I'm I'm caught in the place between how much of it is him and how much of it is the offense that he's in. Agreed. I think we need to see a little bit more from Noah to decide. Melvin Gordon will be a free agent after the season. He has he leads this team in touchdowns, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Um, do you believe which way do you think? I, we've talked about this before, but there any chance that the Broncos keep him? Uh, I would say the chances are slim, not because of his ability, but because of the money that uh, I'm sure he feels like and his agent feels like he will command. He's making eight eight million plus this year. Uh, Javante Williams has to have a bigger role next year, at least in my book. Now they need to have another back that can can take some of the load off Williams, but certainly you don't have to spend eight million dollars to find that other back. So not because of Gordon's ability, but just simply because of his price tag and the emergence of Javante Williams. I think Melvin Gordon will play elsewhere. How about Bradley Chubb, who has a Pretty big price tag. Who had an excellent interception, obviously. First interception of his NFL career. Wow. Yep. Um, I I think he'll be back. I think the I think he's still intriguing. The Broncos would like to see what you know what he looks like as he did his rookie season when he didn't have any injuries and had twelve and a half sacks. So yes, I think Chubb is back. And do you like that? Do you think we're yes. going to see a lot more from Bradley Chubb? Yeah. I mean, I think he still has the ability to be a cornerstone piece of the defense the issue with Bradley Chubb is where he was drafted right and people will look at um, guys like Josh Allen and some of these quarterbacks and say, well you took Bradley Chubb at five and Bradley Chubb has just had sort of a star-crossed career so far he's not been able to stay healthy and you can't be a great player in this league if you're battling as many injuries as he's had so I, I would like to see him for another year and hopefully he can stay healthy Bryce Callahan's gonna be a free agent after the season um, I like his skill set, especially in the slot. Um, if I had to guess, I would say no. He's had trouble staying healthy as well, and certainly because of the years that he's played, uh, it's going to command a decent salary. So I think they probably would go with one of their young guys there. Where do you stand on Lloyd Cushenberry? Um, he has not had. As good a year, I think, as they had hoped. He's he's an athletic center. He still struggles with with power. He struggles, I think, um, being strong enough to hold up inside with some of the. I mean, guys that play over Lloyd Cushenberry in the NFL are the strongest guys on defense. I mean, the no, the one tech or the nose in, in an odd man front. You're talking about, you know, you're talking about dudes. So. I think somehow, some way, he needs to get um, stronger at the point. He tends to get knocked back. He is athletic, and he can when they when they do run zone. He's pretty good at at, at scooping guards or scooping um, defensive tackles. But I, I just think he's got to be better at the point of attack. What are you doing for New Year's Eve? Um, I hadn't really thought about it. Sorry. Why? Do you have a big? Oh, it is this Friday. It is. Uh huh. <laughs> so, I mean, normally, are you are you still are you still in the? Uh, I'm going to go down to uh, the big celebration, like downtown, and and what do you mean it's five a.m. Are you still no, in that mode? That's exhausting. 
It's hard for me to say. It's exhausting dinner. even me thinking about that. <laughs> I know. No, probably go to dinner with some friends. and. You should probably make a reservation, don't you think? Well, yeah. Okay. Good idea. Okay. And do you have a couple resolutions for me? Why? Because the next podcast we do will be another year. It'll be 2022. Yeah. No, I hadn't thought about that. I mean, do we, we, we got to have time. We'll, what we'll do is we'll take this week okay. to think about what the resolutions will be. And okay. then we'll have the first podcast of 2022 and we'll say, okay, what are your resolutions? And from, have you broken them yet? Well, well that'd be like 48 hours, <laughs> right? Okay. It's possible. Dave, have a great week. Have a wonderful week on the, you're off the radio. Relax. Have a great evening. And I will see you next year. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is pulling you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code LOGAN, my last name. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They really do it all. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts. New boosts are posted every single day for all the biggest sporting events. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure. It's really easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want to. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code LOGAN, L-O-G-A-N, when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code LOGAN to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.